Welcome to Gardening Talk, back on to and you are FM. Greg Richard, joined by Judy Sharp this week. Great to see you back in the studio, Judy. Good to see you, Greg. What have you got lined up for us today? Well, you know, a couple of questions for you, actually. Oh, right. Well, hopefully I know the answers to them. Um, what do you do on St. Patrick's Day? Uh, Besides wearing a green, green shirt and drinking, yeah. You plant something, don't you? Yes, you do. I don't know what it is, though. I know you plant something. Oh, we've got to get back to traditions, haven't we? Yes. Sweet yes. peas. Oh, right. Sweet peas. And what do you plan on Anzac Day? Um, poppies? Yeah, that was a good guess, wasn't <laughs> yes, it? Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> well, this year um, I was looking back on some notes. We keep notes at the nursery every day of the weather. Mm. And uh, in March 21, I had written this. Current rain seems never ending. <laughs> Doesn't apply today, no, does it? No. no. And uh, the year is so different. And so people keep coming and saying, why are my plants dying or why aren't they growing? And then you talk to them. Oh, yeah, but I give them a drink once a week. No, we can't do that at the moment with the no. temperatures we've been having. So oh, No way. And, I mean, it is so dry. Um, so no, we're, we're watering the nursery twice a day okay, well, at the moment. Yep. yep. And that's unusual for this time of year. With oh, the yeah. oh yes, yes. definitely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We should be planting sweet peas and pansies, yep. but I figured, well, the weather's going to cool down a bit. So I actually got some in for this week. Oh, nice. Uh, but I didn't have them on St. Patrick's Day. No. But strangely enough, no one came in for them. That's odd. Well, they knew it was too hot. True. Yeah, they're definitely a winter plant. So, so maybe put it off a couple of weeks before you start doing it or? Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I think, you you know, if this weather continues yes. now today. We should you, be all right. Yeah, you'll be fine. Yeah, yep. And we've got Ray from Cessnock and she's got a question about cycads. Uh, yeah, just, just last week you had uh, information about the mango tree, about how big and how dangerous the roots are. And I just wanted to know, in comparison now, how dangerous are cycad roots? Look, I wouldn't plant a cycad ray right against the house. Uh, they Judy, can... Judy, unfortunately, they are already oh. big and beside the house. Oh. They're only, I put them in beside the house, two of them, and I, I um, sort of thought, oh, well, they'll be fine. But now they've got too damn big and they, they would be, they're about only two foot from the house. Oh. They're pressing, pressing on the wall. I don't say how dangerous. I, I just thought you might be able to tell me because you were, the other boys were saying that the mango is pretty dangerous. Get rid of it. And I was just wondering what sort of what sort of root system the cycads have got because they are big now. They're, they're about five, five foot square. They're massive. They're beautiful. I love them, but they're going to wreck the house. Well, if that happens, you know, I mean. Go live in a tent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, I shouldn't be smiling, should I? Of course you should. Who cares? It's good, good to have a smile now and then. It is, darling. But look, um, it's like people plant those strelitzias against the house. And, um, and then, of course, uh, if they're thirsty, which this year they would have been, don't forget, um, they will, their roots will go out further looking. Yes. Yeah, so that can be the problem. I mean, but the other problem is digging them out. Yes. It's a major job. Uh, so, so in other words, they have got a bit of a root system, oh, have they? Oh, yes, they would have, yes. Yes, I had two. They're, be they're a beautiful specimen, but unfortunately one decided they're babies 
And so one of them's perfect shape now, and the other one's got about three or four same babies on it now, you know. Oh, that's sad, isn't it? Well, it is sad. It is sad, and it's going to be an effort to get out through the garden and out of the out of the yard. But never mind. Okay. But you, what you do can you think... do, um, you can uh, maybe replant the babies somewhere more suitable. I, oh yes, I could do that, but uh, I just thought would would say a nursery or anything like that be interested in having them, buying them, so cheap or whatever. Uh, any that look, you know, I I've, doubt I've it. got a nursery up here at Nalkabar. Uh, at Nalkabar, yes. Look, yeah. they may. I mean, they're fairly extensive up there. Yeah. Um, I just thought they'd be lo- they're lovely two items to have it have it a have it an entrance to a property or something, you know. Yes, yes, and there's plenty of properties up that way. There, so there is all around the vineyards and what yeah, have you. Yeah, so it's worth a try. Mm, rather all right. than just you know dig them out and throw them away. That's oh for sure. no, I wouldn't do that. Look, many years ago, I I was at Nalkabar and I, there was two there, and, and I had these two little babies in a pot. I bought them for four dollars fifty, and they're in those little circular things that fit about a twenty cent piece in. Oh yes, and yeah. they've they've grown from that. You know they've um, and, and I asked them. I went there and I said to them, they would be only it would have been half the size of what they are now. And I said, you know, anyone interested in the, that, or, or how would I get on to do it? He said, you'd probably be looking at about four eighty five for each one. You know, well, I thought thought if they were worth four eighty five those days, nowadays it's got to be worth double. Not that I don't care, as long as I get someone that might like to come get them, take, do all the work. And, and do all the work, away. dig them out, yes, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, what? one thing you could do is why don't you dig down closest to the house and see how far the roots have gone? And if they've gone too far, it's an effort of getting to the house now, but with these bloody two things overgrown. Right, right. Yeah, but, yeah. but maybe I could do it or get someone to do it. I, I can't do it. I'm a bit too old for that. Yeah, yeah. But, um, Grab a young bloke and yeah. offer him a few dollars and get him to dig down and see how far the roots have gone. Yeah. yeah it's amazing, isn't it? The house is on a cement base, a flat, you know. Yeah. Then there's all the brick. You would think that that would kill the psych out all first, wouldn't you? Uh, you would think so. You know, but they, they, can, they can push things out of the road and goodness knows what. Yes, definitely. Gosh, it's unreal, isn't it? It is, yeah. All right, all right, Judy, well, okay. I won't hold you up. No, You'll you're right. There. Thank you very much for the call and good luck. Let us know what you do. <laughs> I shall do. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye, mate. Bye. We've got Bernadette from Mayfield West and she's got a question about the asparagus fern. Hi, Bernadette. How are you? Hello. Hello. How are you? I am alive. Um... Yes, I have a question about asparagus fern. Yes, yes. Taken over the whole yard. And oh, they do. <laughs> <laughs> what did um, you want to do with it, Bernadette? Well, I want it to be gone, honestly. <laughs> right, right. I used to be able to dig it out, but now physically I'm not capable. I wondered if there was something I could use. Well, you could probably spray it and kill it. Is it well, in a garden bed or in the lawn? Yes, it escaped a pot because my grandmother had it in a pot and it's escaped and taken over everything. Right. And yeah. they used to be able to dig it out, but I can't anymore. No. Well, the only way to go is if you wanted to, to poison it or spray it with zero or something. Um, but okay. they, you know, you know, you've probably seen the root system, how they have those little bubbles on them. Yes. Yeah, because um, I used to be able to dig it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, look, um, 
you have to make a decision. If it's gone, it's gone, and maybe spray it, I think. Okay, so zero, you reckon? Yeah, zero should do it. Um, but mind you, um, if that doesn't work, you could try tree and blackberry killer. Okay, well, I have other plants in underneath. I've got a lovely rose that was also my grandmother's and um, a few other things that are... That's what I'm worried about. Ah, uh, yes, well, them. yeah, it'll travel through to their roots. Okay. Well, so maybe put you. a sign on the front fence, any young gentlemen around, <laughs> any schoolboys that have got a lot of muscle to earn a few dollars. I did actually think about that. <laughs> <laughs> Best way to go because you don't want to lose the rose. No, well, it it's very hardy. It'll stay. And yeah. I've got a sessile there as well. So. Yes, but if you use something like tree and blackberry killer and their roots right. are entangled, it will kill the, the rose as well. Yeah, okay, so we won't Sorry, Bernadette, I well, can't help you, you any more than that, but <laughs> I think an interesting sign on the front fence might work. Yes, $2. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think we've got to go better than that, sweetheart. <laughs> I've got to have that first. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, thank you for the advice. Okay, thank you for the call, Bernadette. And we've got Heather from Cameron Park, and she's got a question about the flowering gum. Good afternoon, Heather. What can I help you with? Hi, Judy. Um, I cut my flowering gum back last week quite a bit because um, it got really spindly because some idiots went past and snapped about four or five branches off about three years ago. So I've cut it back. Can I? What can I feed it with? Oh, probably only some blood and bone. Okay. What Not colour the... was it? Was it that lovely pink or red? Oh, well, actually, there was two. The first one is where they snapped all the branches off. So I, I planted another one next to it, and they grew together. And oh, one right. Pink and one was a red. So yeah. beautiful. But, and, um, and they're not, they're not cheap, Heather. <laughs> No, that's why I was annoyed. Yes, no wonder I can imagine. Uh, no, they're very expensive, and um, but they are beautiful. They are worth it. So yep. I would only apply blood and bone. No dynamic lifter or sea salt? No. No, blood and bone. Okay. No. Dynamic lifter is actually, I think, still made from poultry manure, and that yep. might burn them. So no, definitely okay. blood and bone. Or a yep. good slow release for for, uh, for natives. And how often would I give it a feed? Look, you know, you have to be a bit careful with blood and bone too that you don't burn, yep. particularly in this yep. heat we've had. Uh, so you probably would say about every three months. Okay. And can I mix the blood and bone, like a couple of handfuls, in a bucket of compost and mix it that way so it, it's a little bit um, weaker? You could, you could, but it sounds as though uh, if the plant needs feeding and you, uh, you have pruned it back, you said, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, right back. Yeah. No, look, honestly, I'd be just giving it uh, the blood and bone, follow the instructions on the packet. Uh, yeah. But there is uh, another wonder product that I like is called Flourish, and you can okay. put that in water and water it around to encourage okay. flowering. But I think okay. in your case, I'd go for the blood and bone, Heather. 
what, just a handful or just depend on what? what well, the... you can see the size of the tree. So yeah. uh, when you buy your blood and bone, just follow the instructions carefully. Don't be tempted to um, to go a okay. bit crazy. <laughs> yeah, okay. And I think the secret will be uh, today would be a good day. Um, is yeah. it If the weather's okay at Cameron Park, it's, yeah. it's not raining, that's for sure, is it? It's just playing with us. Yeah, it's just cooler. It's cooler, and yeah. then water it in well. Okay, thank you very much, Judy. You're welcome, Heather. Okay, thank you. Bye. bye. We've got Cheryl from Balcolin. Yeah, Balcolin. Balcolin. And she's got some advice about removing cycads, I think. Oh, hi, Cheryl. That's what we need. <laughs> um, well, I'm 75, so, I mean, it's not as though I'm young, and I need a knee replacement, so that doesn't help, but... I, I I sell cycads from home on marketplace, but I'm not I'm not throwing in a free ad or anything. But um, I have had no trouble. I had no idea how big they grew. Now I not long ago, just I'm talking a couple of months. I had one that I just had to move because it was scratching everybody and everything as we went past it. So I only dug down um, probably. Oh look, it would have wouldn't have been 60 centimetres, probably more like 50, and it was in a garden. Um, but what I did do was I soaked it and soaked it so that I was actually digging mud. And I had a long-handled shovel, yeah. and I just kept every day, because I'm old, every day I'd go out and I'd just do like another, oh, I don't know, um, how long is a ruler these days, 30 centimetres. I'd suppose I'd do about 15 centimetres, and only about only about 40 or 50 centimetres away from the, the the trunk thing, whatever you call it. And um, <laughs> and then I, um, I'm pretty determined. I'm not real bright, but I'm pretty determined. <laughs> so I wrapped a sheet because they're quite spiky and you can... I call yes, it yeah. One. You've got to be very careful. I wrapped an old single sheet around it and tied it so that all the... Um, spiky bits. Were, I didn't cut anything back, just so all the spiky things were covered and I tied it up with rope and then I backed my car in and <laughs> I actually pulled it out and it came out quite easily. The roots are not deep. I was really surprised. I And, and I actually sold it. I sold it for $170. A lady came down from Tamworth and I sold it for $170. I didn't think it would survive with the way that I dragged it out, literally dragged it out with the, with my tow bar. Um, but I got a, a couple of neighbours to help me plonk, plonk it in a big pot, a big pot, um, and filled it up with the soil that was already around it because it obviously suited the cycad. I think they grow in anything. They're not a plant that needs good soil. Oh, no, they don't need to be fussed over at all. Yeah. But, no, um, but uh, can I ask you, the lady hasn't rung and asked for money back or anything? <laughs> no, 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 no. No, well, I had it for a couple of months, I suppose, and, and it was really healthy. It was as green as could be, and I got 19 pups off it, so I've now got all these little ones that are just shooting. It's like having new grandchildren. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, they, I, I love them. Um, although you know, you do have to be careful with the spikes. I actually had one in the hand, and I, I didn't think it was. I mean, a spike, not not left in there. And I went to the doctor, and he was really concerned. He said, "Look, you could actually lose your hand." So you Ooh. do have to be careful. You do yeah, have to be yeah, careful. Yeah, with the spikes. Yeah, I've removed 
um, oh, we, I mean, this one was as wide as my car. This was not a small one. I've got a little oh, right, toy right. I'm sitting on the side of the road here. And, um, and it was actually as wide as my car. So it was not a small one. And um, I didn't have any trouble getting it out. Re- it really was quite easy. So, Well, I hope our previous um, caller is still listening in, but yeah. his problem was he could see that it was moving against the house. Um, yeah. So, uh, and, and it did sound huge, uh, but I hope he's still listening in because, yeah. but he, I think he was probably past the age of digging it out. Uh, you don't think I was seven. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if he could back his car up with a tow bar on and pull it out. <laughs> yeah, well, I did get a couple of young people, as I say, next door, a young couple next door uh, who helped me. But, um, yeah, no, I, I've now had to move, because they grew so big, I've had to move, dig out and move oh, three very large ones. I'm talking, I'm talking... Oh, how many? It, it, well, as I say, wider. It was wider than my car and, and higher than my car. That's how big they were, and it was not hard. It was not hard. Right. Okay. Well, hopefully he's listening and takes yeah. advice from you, Cheryl. And, yeah, and thank was, you very much for ringing on that. Yeah, but I, um, missed it. I missed it because I was driving out of Bunnings. Just you know, I live in Bunnings, looking at their plants and everything. And um, yeah, I, I only caught the last of it, so I didn't hear the whole story. Yeah, but, no, he was yeah. worried. His concern was it's right against the house yeah, and no, there's no. there's several of them and getting bigger and bigger, so... Um, yeah, well, if he, get, if he can get somebody... Um, you know, to, to... I'm sure if you put an ad on Marketplace for somebody wanting somebody to remove them um, and, and do what I did, absolutely soak them so it's like mud... Not hard at all. Yes, right. Okay, well, that's interesting, yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Cheryl, very much for the call. I appreciate you ringing. Love you, Cheryl. Bye. Thank you. Bye. And we've got Diane from Adamstown, and she's got a question about citrus trees flowering but not fruiting. Oh, thank you for ringing, Diane. I was going to talk about citrus today. Oh, good. I thought you might have been a bit over citrus. (laughs) Everyone reading about citrus problems. (laughs) Oh, no, no. Um... The the flowering but not fruiting uh, yes. can just sometimes be the weather and certainly it's not behaving as it should at the moment. Uh, and um, the, f- the flowers aren't blowing off or falling off, are they? Yes, they are. Oh, right. Actually, okay. okay. I get quite a big flourish of flowers, yes. particularly on the uh, lime tree. It's a, I've only had it a couple of years, but it's healthy and it always has a huge amount of flowers but the flowers never come to anything and they often they fall off I was thinking perhaps I had um, grasshoppers or something eating them off and I've tried putting I made little netting cups and put around a couple of branches that had good um, amount of um, flowers and you know tiny fruit on it but I found they all just dropped off into the net so that didn't help so that didn't solve the problem either but in the area where I have it I also particularly next to the um, lemon tree I have a mandarin tree and it's just flourishing you know I have a good good crop of um, fruit on that for this season but I'm not getting it on the lime or the lemon. Right okay now are they in the full sun Diane? Yes yeah um yes yes. Right um Perhaps 
the uh, the lemon tree has grown forward a bit, so it's getting the full sun. The lime tree, perhaps, um, it's it may be getting a little bit of shade, but it does still get quite a lot of sun as well. Right, okay, because they do enjoy the full sun. And yes. uh, I hate to tell you this, but I picked 30 off mine yesterday oh. for my son. <laughs> I don't use them but because I'm not a gin and tonic person and that's what people seem to grow them for. Yes. Uh, but I, I actually squeeze them on salmon and things. But, yes, um, they're uh, a good flavour. Yeah, and I sent Simon down. I said, look, there's more on it, but I, the bag got too heavy for me. And he came back and he said, well, Mum, he said, I've got bad news for you. You are covered in uh, white scale. And it's right. A, it's a big scale. And uh, I thought, oh, well, that's why the leaves are dropping off. But that doesn't explain your tree flowering but not fruiting. Um, I am getting a bit of, on both of, on all of the three tr- trees, I get a little bit of um, curly leaf and, you know, the little, which I'm spraying with a bit of white oil um, and that seems to stop that happening, although it keeps happening on and off. But the trees are quite healthy and I just can't work out why if I'm getting the flowers, it doesn't seem to go on to um, fruit. Right, okay. Now, I have a story for you, and this may be uh, able to help you. Uh, My lime tree is at the end of a row of standard roses. Now, I give the standard roses a product called Sudden Impact for roses regularly, and the little bit I've got left in the bottom, I throw on the lime tree. Now, the secret to that is... Citrus and roses both like alkaline soil. Yep. And my little lime has been doing wonderful since I've been giving it sudden impact. Um, So that may help you, but really uh, you've probably missed this fruiting period because mine are fully grown fruit now, but it is actually time to feed citrus in March. Uh, Right. So you'll need to give them a bucket full of poultry manure. They're in the ground, aren't they? Yes. Okay. If they were in pots, you would just give them the sudden impact. In the ground, you're better off giving them poultry manure. You water yep. the out under the canopy. You water yep. the soil first. Then after applying it, you water it again. And then in three weeks' time, you give them a handful of citrus food. Right. And again, you water the ground and water that in. Now... My next question for you is, did you do that, say, in August, September last? Uh, in August, in September, we always do our... Because actually we have a like a hedge of camellias around our garden. Yes. So in the corner of the, where the... And they're all hedged. So in the corner of that, I have my miniature lime tree... That's where it sort of comes into the front of the, that garden. Right. And um, in September, we always give our garden cow manure, actually, and yeah. we do the whole lot of everything with cow manure. I have given them a citrus um, a dose of um, citrus um, food probably a month ago, just put a handful around them because I thought they were, you know, all the flowers had dropped off and I yes, thought, well, they've yeah. just finished flowering, perhaps they need something to give them a bit of a boost. Well, this sounds a bit dramatic, but the cow manure is acidic. 
Right. Uh, and camellias love that. But yep. the citrus prefer it to be alkaline. That's why right. you give them poultry manure. Poultry manure. So, so is that um, Could be the problem. Uh, look, dynamic lifter, no. You need to use proper poultry manure. Proper poultry manure. Yeah, but you okay. want it to work straight away, whereas dynamic lifter is slow acting. Yeah. Um, but I w- it wouldn't hurt you to give them uh, a handful of the sudden impact even yep. now, um, but it is definitely time to do your poultry manure and don't let the poultry manure go near these um, your um, camellias, of course. Um, no. And uh, then three weeks later, you, your citrus food. I right. think that's probably the problem when we're talking through it now. Right. So it's probably because it's been getting too much um, acidic manure and not yes, enough Yes, not alkaline. enough alkaline, yes. Right, that's good. So okay, keep our fingers crossed and let us know what happens. I will. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for your help. Thank okay. you, Diane. Bye. Bye. We've got Alwyn from Madawi and he's got a question about the lychee tree. Hello, Alwyn. What can I help you with? Hello. You've been yeah. waiting a while. Sorry. <laughs> I have, yes. Um, Judy, I've got um, a little story. At Christmas time, my grandson, seven-year-old grandson and I, were sitting at the Christmas table eating lychees. Yes. He's an inquisitive little fellow and asked if we'd be able to grow a lychee tree from one of the seeds. I said, I don't know. We'll try. Long story short, I now have a little tree sticking out of that pot with about eight or ten leaves on it. Oh, how great is that? He must be so excited. (laughs) Yeah. Now... Will that tree grow lychees? Because yes. I know that's his next question. No, no, it will, but um, it could be slow in producing. A lot of fruit trees, of course, are grafted. Yeah, so uh, I which, that. Yeah, so when you grow from seed, it often takes a bit longer. Uh, so don't let him get too excited in a hurry. Uh, <laughs> but uh, well done. Oh, I think that's great. It's good to, for the little ones to see how you know, how trees survive and produce, yeah. yeah. No, but I'd be, you know, does it need to go into a bigger pot now? It, or? it does now, yeah. Right. Yeah, I need to put it over into a, a fairly good-sized pot for him. Yes, yeah. Oh, and, well uh, done. I don't, think, I don't think he's actually seen it yet, actually. Oh, well, so. it's, um, he's going to be really pleased when you show it to him. Mm. So mm. can I ask you a personal question, Alvin? Yeah. Do you like the taste of lychee? Love them. There you go. All Absolutely right, okay. love them. Yeah, Greg and I have just been talking about it while we were waiting um, to, for you to come on the line, and uh, I, I don't. I think I just find them a bit tasteless. <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> All right. Yeah. But anyway, you enjoy them. So does the young fella. So let's keep going for them. Now you've got me thinking. I better try some. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. They get them nice and ripe and. Yeah, wait till they ripen up well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, very yeah, good. It's always good. they a hard, crusty sort of skin on them. They have, yes, Yeah, definitely. you peel that off and just pop it straight in your mouth, yeah. Yeah, like a grape, except you don't swallow the outer... <laughs> you don't <laughs> swallow the skin. <laughs> yeah, or the, or the seed. Or the seed, no. Yeah, it might be, might be a bad idea not to swallow the seed, too. That's for sure, <laughs> yeah. Oh, look, please make sure you... Um, uh, let us know how you go with that or how the young black goes with it. Uh, yeah. You'll yeah. need to keep watering it regularly, of course. So yeah, yeah. 
keep him on to that. Yes, I will. <laughs> it's my place at the moment. So he's, he lives around the other one of the other streets in Madawi here. So yeah. No, very good. It's um, and so where did you buy the lychees? Just at the fruit shop at Christmas. Yep. Right. Yep. Okay. Oh, Greg, we'll, we'll do that this Christmas coming. Yeah, Colt. <laughs> That's a long while. Coles and Woolies, they both, pretty sure they both have them. <laughs> well, you think it's a long way off, but it seems to come round so quickly, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the third month already. Yeah, it is, definitely. <laughs> and yeah. hopefully the weather's starting to change. Mm. Listen, just one question about that sort of thing. Do you have a service of knowing where um, people are that can graft fruit trees over? Uh, look, I, I do, um, but uh, mostly they're not in Newcastle. All oh, right, yeah. yeah. Uh, a lot of my citrus, et cetera, come, up from, come down from Brunswick. All oh, right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's quite an art to be a grafter. Yeah, I tried it on my dad's orchard when I was about 12 or 14 or something and I was really wrapped that I got about a 75% strike over about 30 trees that the chap and I did. Dad wasn't really impressed, but uh, <laughs> being the only time that I'd ever done any grafting and same with this other bloke, we, we were quite impressed with what we got. Yeah, good on you, yeah. Uh, Okay, look, um, look. good luck with it, and let's hope you get fruit before too long, but I think it'll take a little while. As in three years, four years, five? Uh, yeah, okay. We won't, we won't go any less than that, I don't think. All right, okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thank you okay, for the call. Thanks, Judy. Thank okay, you. Okay. Bye. It's Gardening Talk back with Judy. We've got time for a couple more calls. We've got Leslie from Salamander, and she's got a question about oh, heartbreaking law and doesn't sound good. No, it doesn't, but I think we know the answers to that, Greg. <laughs> Leslie, what's happening with your lawn? Oh, Judy, I'm devastated. I really am. I have, um, I have a lawn that's behaved itself very well up until the last three years in particular. There's one section that uh, I'm not really good in, in the new measurements. I still live in feet and inches. But I suppose if I took uh, one, two, three big steps either way, length and width, maybe a little bigger even, it will not grow grass. I have done the topsoil. I've done the watering. The rest of the grass is fine. But this one, one section just, just, Will not grow. Right. Is is it in the sun? Well, I've got a um, the property faces north or northeast, but predominantly north. But there's a little hedge, I suppose, only up to your kneecap um, that protects it a bit. Um, But yes, it does get sun. Right. Um, And I know that I don't have much time, but just at the end of last week's show, there was a gentleman there in. You know, I suffer brain fog with old age as well, like the other lady on before. And just at the end of the show, I missed it, and there was sort of, yes, that's the answer. That's what it could be. Oh, were you talking about? Um, are we talking about Scott here? 
could have been. Yeah. Oh, no, he wouldn't have been telling the truth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, I will check up with him and see what that was all about. Uh, but in the meantime, could I suggest you getting a an old piece of carpet or a piece of tin, wetting that brown patch and where it is running to green as well, wet it, put it on overnight and turn it over quickly in the morning and see if something's come up. You could have lawn grub, you could have beetles, oh, crickets. Gee, I've done that. You've done that, have you? Yeah, I've done that because oh. I used to have lawn grubs and I went bananas fixing that problem. Yeah. Um, but it's just devastating me. I just cannot for the life of me think of why that section won't grow. Yeah, look, I think we've covered all bets on this. So you've got sun, <laughs> you've fertilised, you're watering regularly. I know the, the seasons have been quite crazy. Um, yeah. But unless that little hedge is taking the goodness with its root system, because okay. lawn isn't very deep. Lawn's roots isn't, aren't very deep. Okay. Yeah, so... Okay. Maybe that could be the problem. Just dig down and dig up a bit of little bit of lawn and see if it's being invaded. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a very interesting thought. Yeah. Well, now that we've mentioned that little hedge, it's always it takes a while to get all the answers till we get to the truth. But <laughs> look, I hope that helps you. Yeah, that's certainly worth a try. But if you happen to speak to Scott, would you ask him what what? Because whatever it was that he said, and I just missed it, I thought, that's definitely what it sounds like and what it is, because he was saying it appears to be lawn grub, it appears to be army something or other. I didn't speak to him. Um, and it appears to be all these things, but it isn't. Well, you need to stay on the line now for me and leave your phone number okay. with the receptionist. Can you do that? I can. Okay, and so I'll much. get back to you on it. Thank you Thank for the you. call. Bye. Bye-bye. Judy Sharp. Sally, that's all the time we've got for this week. Yeah, there was a lot of quick calls and interesting stuff today. All right, Guarding Talkback are back again next week for a midday. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com. <laughs>